0: Welcome to the Level Up Your Life podcast with Erica Dale, where you will get real and relevant information to help you grow your network marketing business and level up your life. Hey, hey, level up listeners! Happy uh, Wednesday! You guys are probably like, "What day is she gonna have her podcast up?" I'm gonna be sporadic for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just play with some things in my personal life, in my business life. I would love to just have like a specific routine every day, um, but that just doesn't always play out that way. So we're gonna have some sporadicness for you guys, but. Hey, they're going to come once a week, like I said, and hopefully you are still tuning in. I hope that you are getting value. I hope that you are sharing this. Um, I really try on this podcast just to come with no real expectations. I don't really have an agenda. I don't like write out content um, usually, right? I am reading. I'm in a small group right now on leadership. I'm reading The Eight Paradoxes of Great Leadership, and I'm loving this book, by the way. And I'm thinking I might do some content from it for you guys and just really teach what I'm learning, but that is not today. That might be in the future. What I wanted to talk to you about today, though, is one of my favorite topics. So hopefully you guys like it. Maybe you've never heard of it. Maybe you want to dive into it. I don't know, but it's the topic of emotional intelligence. And I'm going to talk to you more on a leadership role of that. So emotional intelligence in leadership, because I think that. I personally, this is my my own opinion, I don't think you will ever be a good leader without emotional intelligence. And the higher the emotional intelligence, the better. What I do also believe is EI, emotional intelligence, weighs way heavier than IQ, right? And, um, I don't even know what IQ stands for. Clearly, I'm okay with all of that. Um, and I, I think that there's multiple reasons that I'm gonna talk about five of the kind of, Elements of emotional intelligence, if you will. But what this stemmed on for me was um, recently, and I'm going to kind of change some of this around because I'm not here to to offend someone or um, to upset someone but I do bring to you guys real life events, real life things. You know, I talked about the uh, girl on my TikTok that was bashing network marketing not too long ago. Actually, that was quite a while ago. I talked about the restaurant that closed their doors and some of the posts that I saw from their employees. These are real life things that I see in my, my horizon. And this is something that happened to me recently. And I was trying to decipher, was this person lacking emotional intelligence Or were they just plain rude? And I think that they go hand in hand, but I'm going to talk to you about those, those five elements. And I think the story will play into that. So, um, you know, there, there's a, a saying, like, if you, you have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Right. I feel like we were taught that as, as young children. I know I was taught that and I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I try to, you know, kind of keep some of those things to myself. Like there's a time and a place for opinions, or I know we don't like the word judgment, but judgment, right? There is a time and a place. And criticism is a great way to experience growth. But unasked for criticism, unasked for opinions can just come off as rude or as hurtful. Now, I'm gonna preface this with, What happened to me did not offend me, did not hurt my feelings, but rewind several years ago, it very well could have, but it's because I've, I've developed this um, notion of being unoffendable. And I really strive to live by that because I believe that it's never about me, right? So it's never about you. If someone hurts you or someone offends you, it's almost always about them. It's coming from a place of hurt or jealousy or whatever emotion you want to talk about, and they are simply putting it off on you or on someone else. And it's not good, right? I don't think that that's a good place to be, but hurt people hurt people. Healed people heal people. And so I try to come from a a place of of healing, right? Um, That's a lot to do with emotional intelligence too. So the situation basically was... um, this, this person and someone else shared the same opinion, which was not necessary for them to tell me, but she had to bring it up to me two times in a matter of 48 hours. And I'm just like, what is the point? And, and my husband and I were talking about it and he said, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that she would say that, you know, it really wasn't needed. It wasn't necessary. And I said, no, it was just plain rude because it wasn't needed, because it wasn't necessary, because I didn't ask for her opinion. Hey, what did you like about my shirt? Okay, now if you want to elicit your opinion, I asked for it. But instead, the situation was, well, I think that shirt is really ugly, right? And -and so-and-so said it was really ugly too. (laughs) Now again, it wasn't about a shirt and the words weren't ugly, but If you guys, if you, if we're we're personal friends, you can one off and message me, I'll share the story with you. But again, I'm not going to broadcast that publicly because that's not what it's about, but it was a very rude comment in my opinion. And so it begged the, the question to me, is this person just rude or do they lack emotional intelligence? And I think it's the latter. I don't think they're a rude person. In fact, the little bit I know of this person, I think she's very sweet. I think she has a very good heart. Um, and so I run with that, right? Because you know, here's the thing: you you meet someone, and we say that um, first impressions are everything, and I agree, I do. But I also try to give people the benefit of the doubt because if you run into me, let's just say at the post office, my like least favorite place to go to, I may not be the kindest soul to you. And I try, I try to be kind even when I'm in that environment that I can't stand. But if you were to judge me off of that first impression it might not turn out so well, right? Might not be the best first impression. Now, again, that's on me, that's not on you but sometimes life situations are happening and sometimes our emotions play at hand. But again, that's where this emotional intelligence comes into. So let's talk about the five elements of emotional intelligence. And we're gonna regard these to leadership and how we can be better, how we can grow our emotional intelligence, our EI. And for those of you that aren't familiar with this um, definition or this, this these words, emotional intelligence, the definition is simply the ability to understand and manage your own emotions and those of the people around you. So when I tell you that I I strive to be unoffendable, it's because I'm also trying to manage the emotions of the people around me. I choose offense, you choose to be offended it's a choice. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that and that's okay. Um, there's a book you guys can grab on Amazon. It's called undefendable. Go figure. Super, super good read, easy read. Um, but if you find yourself being offended in a lot of different situations, I would strongly suggest that that's something you begin to work on. And it is, it is a work, but it can only be done by you. So again, it's, it's also, um, people with a high degree of emotional intelligence, right? What I strive for, what I hope you will strive for, know what they're feeling, what their emotions mean, and how their emotions can affect other people. So again, I can't control other people's emotions. I can only control mine, but I can control how my emotions can affect other people. So for example, the post office story, I mean, that that's where I would have to work on. If I'm grumpy or if I'm in, you know, maybe I'm hangry, How many of you ever get angry? That's still my emotion. And the way that I react to you is on me, right? So for leaders, I think having that high emotional intelligence is essential. It's imperative that you have high emotional intelligence if you want to be a successful leader, right? How many of you are our leaders? It can be stressful it is hard, it is definitely not easy. You have to remain in control, you have to be calm, you have to be able to, to not react. So Daniel Goleman writes a book, he's a psychologist and it's just called Emotional Intelligence, right? There's actually like multiple volumes of it. If you've never read it, I would pick it up if you're a reader, or grab the Audible. But the five key elements that he talks about with EI are number one, self-awareness, two, self-regulation, number three, motivation, Number four, empathy, and number five, social skills. So I wanna dive into each of these today with you guys, and hopefully you'll be able to take some really key points away, things you can implement in your life, in your team's life, in your family, in your your marriage, whatever it is you have going on. Self-awareness is super, super crucial. You really can't regulate anything unless you know what it is, right? You have to know what your emotions are. You have to know why you're feeling your emotions. And I think that this one is difficult, but it starts to get better the more and more you focus and practice on it. So having a clear picture of your own strengths, your own weaknesses, right? I know that when I'm hungry, I can come off maybe grouchy or not rude necessarily, but maybe just short-tempered, right? How many of you guys are with me? I know, I know you guys feel this but I know that about myself, so now I can go into the situation aware of, okay, I'm hungry. Don't allow that feeling to control your emotion, to control the way you approach someone and talk to someone. So a couple ways that you can improve your self-awareness. Number one is keep a journal. Spend a few minutes writing down your thoughts. This will help you to move and migrate to a higher degree of self-awareness. Number two is slow down, practice pause. When you have emotion or a high emotion like anger or frustration or whatever it is. You know, have you ever, this is a good one, have you ever taken out your emotions on like the dog, right? So you come home from work and work has just been super stressful and the boss yelled at you and you yelled at your coworker and whatever. And you come home, and the dog drums on you and they had muddy paws and you just go crazy it wasn't the dog it was a a it was all of these things leading up and that was the final straw now is it appropriate that you took that all of that out on the dog absolutely not and i think the people around us the people that are closest to us your spouses your children are the ones that get the worst of you and so it's it's even more important to have that self awareness And managing your emotions in front of them. Because they already get the worst of you. And guess what? They love you the most. So they'll handle it. They'll take it on. But that doesn't mean that it's right. So no matter what the situation is, when you have that self-awareness, you can begin to examine it, examine why. And now you have a choice on how you react to it. Number two is self-regulation. Now, again, I don't believe you can have self-regulation if you don't have self-awareness first. So you've got to practice the self-awareness. But self-regulation in a leader is someone who can regulate themselves. They, they rarely react. They rarely, you know, lash out verbally. And we're not even going to talk about physical. That's just silly. But verbally, they rarely um make rushed or emotional decisions they rarely compromise their value self-regulation is simply staying in control and it's not always easy but the more you raise your emotional intelligence the more control you're able to have so a few ways that you can regulate or to to improve your self-regulation i should say is again it kind of goes back to the self-awareness practice being calm, but it takes practice. There's your key word. You guys, the next time you're in a a situation that's frustrating or challenging, again, have the self-awareness to understand and see how you act, but then do what you need to do to, to practice staying calm. Maybe it's taking a deep breath. Maybe it's counting to 10. Maybe it's excusing yourself from the situation, but going back to it, right? You can't ignore it. You can't sweep it under the rug. One of the things I, when I was a a counselor, I would teach people to do is to write down the negative things that you want to say and then rip it up and throw it away. The next time you want to spout out in an email to someone, type it out, type it out and then delete it. It helps to get your emotions on paper without anyone else seeing them. And let me tell you, this is way better as a leader than lashing out at your team, than speaking them out because you can't take those things back. Number two is hold yourself accountable. If you tend to blame other people when things go wrong, when you're in challenging situations, whatever it is, you got to make a commitment to admit your own mistakes, to face the consequences, to not blame other people. And here's the real cool thing, not so cool thing about leadership. You've got to be willing and able to fall on your sword. And a lot of times it does reflect on your leadership. When things aren't going right, when they're not getting done, when whatever, you need to take a step back and say, why? What about my leadership is not moving forward into these people. You've got to fall on your sword even when it isn't your fault. That's leadership 101. My friend, um, Dave Bowers, he he owns a logistics company. And one of his phrases, his favorite quotes is, eat, poop, and like it, right? I'm not gonna say the word he uses, eat it and like it. That's leadership. That's why not everyone will will be a leader. It's not why, that's why not everyone wants to be a leader you no, it's not easy. And then lastly, as far as the self-regulation, you have to know your values because you do have to have values that you will not compromise on them. You know, my husband and I call them non-negotiables. Like, yeah, in the fitness world right now, I'm, I'm checking the box. I'm showing up enough to stay healthy, to maintain, but I'm not soaring in that area, but I have a non-negotiable And that is, I don't miss a workout, five workouts a week. I move my body. So what are your non-negotiables? What are your core values that you will not compromise? Write them down, examine them, create your your code of ethics. What's important to you? Because then when you come up with a a moral or maybe an ethical decision, it's super easy to have that self-regulation and to make the right choice. Number three of the five key elements of emotional intelligence is motivation. I I, I actually almost cringe nowadays when people tell me they just don't have the motivation. And you guys have heard me say this on this podcast before. You do not lack motivation. You lack clarity. You need to get really deep with why. Why? Why are you doing this? Why are you a leader? Why are you in network marketing? Why are you coming home from a 50 hour a week work, work of week, week of work? Yeah, that's right. 50 hours and you're gonna spend another 10 hours of your week working on your network marketing company. If you cannot get clear with why you're doing it, you will quit. You will not have motivation. So it's super easy to forget about what you really love about network marketing about leading a team about whatever it is and so until you can get clear with that anytime some unhappiness creeps in anytime the challenges creeps in it's going to be really easy to just throw your hands up in the air and walk away and i see it all day every day inside of network marketing one of the easiest ways to to dig deeper is to just ask your question ask yourself the question why um why why do I want to be an elite distributor in, in my company, the six figure rank? Well, because I want to make six figures. Well, why do you want to make six figures? Well, because it's just something I never could have done as, as a, you know, my, in my previous roles. But why does that matter? Because it's proving to myself that I can do whatever it is, but ask yourself five to seven whys. Typically that will get you deep enough. And you'll know when you're deep enough, when you start to elicit some emotion. Now I'm not saying that you're gonna cry. There's a quote in network marketing, your why should make you cry. I think that's a bunch of bull because I'm not a super emotional person as far as like crying. My why makes me mad because I know that I'm set out to be better, that I, I was put on this earth to do better. And if I'm not doing better, it's all on me. My why makes me angry, but it keeps me going, helps me to stay motivated. The other thing with motivation is you got to know where you stand. You have to know where you stand, meaning you have to determine how motivated you are to lead. Not everyone wants to be a leader and that's okay. We all have different roles on this earth. We all have different roles in inside of network marketing. If you don't want to be a leader, then stop saying that you do. It's okay that you don't want to be a leader. A lot of times people get put into a leadership role that shouldn't be there, right? They hit a certain rank and they're just automatically a leader. I'm here to tell you that a rank does not indicate leadership. When you're facing a challenge, when you're facing a failure, I want you to try to at least find one good thing about the situation, right? So, so for example, I didn't hit my rank that I wanted to this month that sucks. That's a challenge. I wouldn't say it's a failure because you have next month or the next month or the month after that. But what's something positive? What's a lesson you learned? There's always something positive if you look for it. Number four of the key elements is empathy. Empathy. Leaders have to have empathy. It is critical to manage a successful team or organization because here's the thing, you guys, people are difficult. People are difficult and you're, if you're just constantly, you know, tooting your red personality, guys, I'm a red personality. If you didn't know that about me, I love a challenge. I will work myself to death. Um, I can be aggressive. There's good and bad of every personality. If you've never looked into the personalities, I would highly recommend them. That's super, super intriguing. Or maybe it's just me because I'm a nerd when it comes to psychology, but if I only stepped into my red personality and that's how I led and managed my team 24 seven, I would not have a team. If you want to earn respect and loyalty of your team, you have to show them that you care. And the way that you show them that you care is by being empathetic. Like, listen, when I have someone come to me and they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't show up to the call because, you know, um, cause I had a cough. And I'm being completely upfront and honest with you guys. What I want to say to that person is, are you freaking kidding me? I signed up a distributor in between throwing up last week. But if I said that to them, how far do you think it would get me as a leader? I have to show empathy, but then you need to step into your directness and be a leader because they need you to lead them. Here's a few ways that you can improve your empathy because sometimes I know this is a struggle. People are like, oh my gosh, really? That's what they're gonna be like. And I get it, you guys. I have the same thoughts and same feelings and same emotions that you do, but you've got to be able to elicit empathy. Once you show empathy and they know you care, now you have permission to give constructive feedback or even criticism because they're willing to listen to you. So a few ways to improve your empathy, put yourself in their position right? It's super easy for me to be like, Oh my gosh, like you, you, you didn't do this because you had two kids. Like, really? I have seven businesses and a dog and a husband. Do you think that would get me anywhere? So I try to put myself in their situation. No, I don't have kids. So that one's hard for me sometimes, but what I do have is nieces and nephews. And when I've watched them before, even for just a day or overnight, I'm like, Whoa, parents deserve freaking medals. It's hard, so try to look at the situation from their perspective. Pay attention to body language, this is another one. When someone is is talking to you, pay attention to their body language. Are they leaning in? Are they crossing their arms? Are they distracted? Are they constantly looking at their watch or their phone? These things will give you a look into what they truly feel, and it gives you the opportunity to respond appropriately. And then lastly, you've got to respond to feelings, right? Yes, it doesn't mean that you don't get to lead. It doesn't mean that you, you don't give them appropriate direction, but you've got to address the feelings, right? So so for example, you know, if, if someone's like constantly every month, every month, every month, I'm just not getting where I want to be. I'm just not doing what I want to do. You've got to hear them. And then you can solve together, right? Hey, I, I, every month I hear you saying this. What do you want? What What do you truly want? What are your feelings around you always missing that mark? Your words, right? They're missing the mark, not, you, not, not your words. It's got to be theirs. But then you can empathize and show them, hey, I care about you. I care about what you're saying here. I want to hear you better. Let's talk about this. And then last but not least, and this is why if you go back to my story about uh, the girl This just recently, you know, uh, um, voicing her opinion on my, my ugly shirt. That's what the story was, right? Number five is social skills. So leaders who do well in the social skills element of emotional intelligence are also great communicators. They're just as open to hearing bad news as they are to good news. And they're expert at getting their team to support them and be excited about a new mission or project. So what are your social skills like? I would also go on to say that, that leaders with good social skills are good at managing change, resolving conflict. They're okay with, um, you know, setting the example, having moral authority. So what can you do to build your social skills? Number one is learn conflict resolution. Now listen, I'm the first to admit I don't love conflict. I don't think people love conflict. But if, you, if I were to just sit back and say, well, I don't love conflict, so therefore I'm never going to deal with it, that's not going to work when you're leading a large team. Because there's always going to be conflict because people are people and people are hard. So what are you doing to learn how to better res- resolve the conflict that comes up? How do you communicate? Are, are you constantly leading people that are confused? Are they like, well, I didn't understand what you meant by that. Again, fall on your sword. Sometimes it's them. I'm not going to lie, guys, but you should always be like, okay, that's on me. What can I do to get better? And then lastly, you need to learn how to praise others. People thrive on recognition. People thrive on words of affirmation. Figure out who your people are. Do they need it publicly? Do they need it privately? What do they thrive on when when it comes to the praise? But I will tell you the loyalty that you will get from your team when you give them praise, when it's earned, of course, it's absolutely worth it. It's worth the effort. You guys, I promise you this. So emotional intelligence, again, it's one of my favorite topics. um, But these are our five of the key elements and there's more, you can get the book, you can listen to audibles, you can do your, your research, but I will leave you with this thought. If you lack emotional intelligence, You will never become a successful leader. And I will say that black and white, no gray area. Work on that. Work on it some more and continue to work on it every single day because it's it's a skill. It's not something you're just born with. It's absolutely a skill. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. I appreciate you so much, and we'll see you right back here next week. Thanks again. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Level Up Your Life with Erica Dale. If you're loving this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss any episodes. And of course, your five-star reviews are much appreciated. Be sure to check out whoisericadale.com for more free content and tips to help level you up.